Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Dick Bowerly in for Tom. That has to be the most obvious bump in radio history. And I'm glad to have been a part of that. And special thanks for my co-conspirator, Dan, <laughs> who, who dialed that up. Well, I hope you're all having a great day. Let me be the first, although Joe may have already done this before me, let me be the first to hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And let me really be the first to say, Happy holidays, because that's the way it was in the old days. The holiday season always started on the so-called Black Friday, and what we were talking about in the previous segment was how different Black Friday is today than maybe it was before COVID. And if your holiday social habits or shopping habits have changed since all the lockdowns and all the shutdowns and all that stuff. Let me know uh, where you sit here in 2023 as we now head head first into what I believe is the real holiday season. 8030930 is the number. I am Dick. Get on board with me because you're going to want to talk about this next part. So I've been promising for the past hour to share my experience with you of what I saw last night. And I would really wish and hope that if any of you also saw it, you got to get you got to give a call at 8030930. And first of all, I was not under the influence. Uh <laughs> I was wide awake. So that's the caveat. Now, before let me set the stage for you. Where I live, which is and full disclosure, not too far from the radio station, as uh, I'm often kidded about, where I live, once they changed the traffic pattern at the Buffalo Airport, I have planes coming over my house constantly, coming in for a landing. I mean, constant. I see sometimes it's like a beehive over my house, only they're jets and they're not bees. And they are a lot of times flying so low. I can see the landing gear. I can see all the lights in the cabin. And, uh, you know, again, thinking back to that tragedy of uh, Flight 3407, you know, obviously when I see planes flying low near my house, 
uh, I tend to get a little nervous. But I also am kind of fascinated with how these things actually get off the ground. I don't know much about aerodynamics, and I do find it really astounding of what, you know, what that technology has evolved into. So the bottom line is, I know what planes look like. I know how fast they fly when they're coming in for a landing or if they're way up high and I'm seeing a vapor trail and it's a plane that's just merely cruising over ahead to some unknown destination. So all that being said, I'm not a neophyte when it comes to knowing what planes flying over my house look like, okay? Emphatically, I state that. Last night, and I don't have an exact time, but I want to say it was probably between maybe 7.20 and 7.30-ish. I was, we had finished our Thanksgiving meal, and I was taking out a bag of garbage. And I look up in the sky, and in the distance, I see a bright green light. Now, my first intuition is, oh, it must be a plane coming in for a landing. And as is my custom, when I usually see plane lights coming in, you know, out of my fascination for aviation, I will usually watch them. And I will watch them until they fly past my house, figuring that if something bad's going to happen, I want to at least see it coming, right? And, any, and I'm not being facetious on that. It is something I do think about, believe me, you know. So anyhow, so I'm looking at this thing, and I keep waiting for it to get closer and closer, which I see every night, whether it's a, a jet or even a private plane, you can see the lights getting closer and closer and closer. And, and I kind of like watching them fly, okay? I guess I don't have a life, but I do like watching them fly. So I'm looking at this green light, and within about 30 seconds, I'm realizing this green light is not getting any closer. And no sooner do I say that, when the, the green light turns momentarily red, and then it goes back to green, and then this object shoots vertically straight up into the sky, and I'm talking fast, fast. I mean, incredible maneuver. And it hovers there again. Now it's still not moving. It's moved upwards, you know, several, I don't know, I'm a terrible judge of distances from how far I was away, you know, I don't know, a quarter mile, I don't know, but I could still see the green light. And then what it does is it abruptly moves right really quickly. I mean, like super fast. I've never seen anything move that quickly. And then the green light again goes back to red, and then they flash back and forth, red, green, red, green for a little bit. And this thing then makes another extreme turn following that same direction, sort of heading north. And I'm watching this going, what am I seeing here? I've never seen anything like this. And I, again, initially I thought it could be a drone. Maybe some kid got a drone for Christmas and he's playing with it, right? Trying to be rational, trying to be logical. Well, then this thing takes off horizontally across the sky, heading, I would say, in a northeasterly direction, incredibly fast. I mean, four times faster than any plane has ever flown past my house. So now I'm, like, stupefied. But I'm also, I'm also like, spellbound. Now, I wish I'd gotten my phone so I could have filmed this thing, 
But the event was so I didn't want to lose sight of it. It was so like I don't I don't want to like leave it. I want to watch it. I want to see what it does. And I didn't have time to run into my kitchen because my cell phone was sitting on the kitchen table. So you're going to have to rely on me telling you what I saw. Now, again, I saw it. And I put a post on Facebook. So I'm going to estimate the time somewhere between 7 and 7.30. Um, It could only be one of two things. It could be, and this is after sleeping on it, the, the rational side of me says, or you might say it's the Occam's razor side of me, which means that the answer to most of these riddles is something that's very plain and very obvious. My obvious thought was, okay, if it's a drone, there's no way that they're going to let this thing fly at that altitude and do all this crazy stuff that I saw this thing doing. So therefore, I'm thinking maybe it was some kind of a military test. Maybe this is a military drone that they were checking out on a night where they knew that commercial air traffic would be minimal. In fact, I didn't see one. I don't think I saw one plane fly over my house until after midnight last night. And that is unusual because usually at night after 8 o'clock, that's when the skies over my house become a bevy of activity. I mean, any given night, there might be anywhere between 12 and 15 planes that are flying over my house. Not last night until after midnight. So that was my first reaction was, all right, there's got to be a rational explanation for this. But it was really spectacular to watch. I got to be honest with you. I'd never seen anything like that. So I am determining it, and I am calling it a UFO. Now, why am I calling it a UFO? That comes down to semantics. I think a lot of people, when you say you saw a UFO, they assume that, okay, this nut job is talking about Martians invading Earth. You make that association, or some ignorant people do. But let's check out the definition. A UFO is an unidentified flying object, okay, or a UAP which apparently is the new politically correct way of calling these things, which is an unidentified aerial phenomenon, which is like absurd. A UFO is a damn UFO. I'm sorry, U.S. government. You know, you can call it whatever you want, but maybe if you had told us the truth about Roswell, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But that's a topic for another show. Next time I'm on, we'll get into that one. But for now, I couldn't identify this thing. And Oh, and by the way, noiseless. It was totally noiseless. Even jets that are flying over my house at 35,000 feet or 40,000 feet or whatever, you hear them. You hear them. This thing was totally noiseless, which was shocking at the velocity at which it was traveling, especially in its final leg when it made that mad dash and, and zoomed out of sight in, in the blink of an eye. So if it wasn't Earthly technology, maybe coming from the Air Force Base in the falls, maybe. And if it was, if one of you guys want to call me and tell me that you were doing maneuvers, we'll put you, we won't necessarily even put you on the air. You can just uh, give Dan a call, and he can give me a thumbs up. But I, but inquiring minds really do want to know, and I do have an inquiring mind about this whole episode, by the way. Uh, if it wasn't that, well, that only leaves one other option, and that option was what I witnessed 
was not earthly technology. Now, before you think I'm out of my gourd, I didn't go outside last night looking for flying saucers. I went out to take the garbage out, and I just happened to see this green light in the sky, which I thought was unusual, and then I watched it, and it went through all the things I just told you about. Um, I'm hoping that maybe some of you also saw this, but if it was a military thing, what a perfect night to do it because people, very limited commercial air traffic, if any, and number two, most people are inside with their families uh, eating pumpkin pie at that point in the day, or maybe having a late dinner, but they're not looking at the sky. So it was a perfect night to pull off something like that with only one idiot, namely me, being able to actually see it. And I did and I did see it. So if it's not that, well then you know the other the other option is it was something that was not of this earth. And let's be honest, despite all of the mis and disinformation about what happened in Roswell and other locations in the sta- in the states that has been poo-pooed for decades by the government. Now, because of the the, uh, the so-called Tic Tac videos that the Navy released a couple years ago, now the government no longer denies the existence of what they now call UAPs. So the government is finally admitting that, hey, there's stuff flying around up there. We don't know what it is. Uh, it's not our technology. We don't believe it's the rush. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The North Koreans, the Iranians. There is something in the skies. Now, whether I saw one of those somethings last night or not, you know, I don't know the answer. But I, I would sure love to know if that was a military exercise. And, again, if anybody uh, from the Falls Air Force Base was involved in it, we will protect your anonymity. Just give Dan a call at the number, and all you have to simply say is, yeah, we were out there doing stuff last night. Or, or better yet, no, we weren't. So what you saw was something that we can't explain either. 
Either one of those answers would be satisfactory. But that was a very intriguing uh, way to uh, end my Thanksgiving. Uh, I was again. I wasn't scared. That was kind of the fun thing. I really wasn't. I really wasn't frightened. As I'm watching this thing longer and longer, I'm like, "Come on down, come on down. Let me be the one. Come on down." But it uh, it, it it never did. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. If you have a experience like that you'd like to share. Give me a call. Uh, if you saw what I saw last night, by all means, give me a call. I would like to know. But one thing, there's two things that are undeniable about my experience. Number one, I saw it. I know what I saw, and I just, as I described to you, that's what I saw. And the second thing that's for certain, I couldn't identify it. Logic says it must have been a drone, but it didn't necessarily have to be a drone. It could have been something else. So it, it, like I was saying in the previous segment, I have, I have no evidence to prove that it was a drone, and I don't have any evidence that proves that it wasn't. But the same thing is true of some other kind of craft, aircraft. I don't know what it was either way. Maybe a drone. Maybe not. And uh, if it wasn't, then I made personal history last night. By the way, that was the second time in my life I saw a UFO. Now, the first time, you can even look, you can even look it up. This was more dramatic, though. The first time goes back to October. Boy, am I dating myself, Dan, with every one of these segments. I keep getting older and older. This goes back to... Uh, October of 1965, and you can go through all old articles of the Buffalo News, there was a lot of activity in the skies over western New York. And we would all get out on our front lawns, and we could see these white lights doing crazy things for about a three-day period. Now, again, were they military? Were they UFOs? I don't know, some of them were doing some pretty interesting maneuvers. Not not likely. And and again, everybody was reporting it. It was all over the uh, the Buffalo News had a number of articles about it. But last night, that was the best. I mean, that was the most dramatic that I had ever seen. I just wish I would have had the wherewithal to run in the kitchen, grab my phone, and and film this. Because one thing's for sure, if I'd captured this on film, Right, and if I put it on Facebook, whatever it was, I think the government would have come and confiscated my phone and ordered me to take it down. <laughs> you know, for certain, I have no doubt about that. So that was my UFO experience from last night. And yes, I'm calling it a UFO because I couldn't identify it. So by definition of the term unidentified, last night's thing in the sky. I know what it wasn't. It was not a commercial jet. And it did not fly directly over my house, thankfully. Although, in hindsight, I would have I would have welcomed it. And I'm not kidding you. You would think that you'd see something like that was so blatantly strange and unusual that there'd be some degree of fear. I felt I felt no fear at all. It was more of a just an amazing fascination, like, what is that? And what's it going to do next? 
after having watched some of the maneuvers that this thing did, I mean, I was like amazed. I'm like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. So all in all, it was a very cool experience. 803-0930. And uh, again, I am Dick in for Tom, who is out doing, uh, I guess, just enjoying a much-deserved day off. And I will be with you until 6, and we're talking uh, about a whole lot of stuff. Uh, Trying to focus in a little bit on the Black Friday changes and perhaps your holiday uh, uh, habits, shopping habits, uh, or just uh, treating Black Friday as some type of a special day as it used to be treated back in the day when uh, people would wait for hours outside of stores, and that was always the lead story. And every local news channel, that was the lead story. How many people are, hundreds of people are waiting outside in their lawn chairs, freezing in a cold November wind so that they can be the first one to buy a pet rock. Yeah, not, not for me. We'll see if anybody is out there buying pet rocks. Uh, Max Perry's going to update us right now and let us know what's going on in the world. Sorry, folks. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't resist. Based on last segment, I had to do some crazy, uh, some crazy music that was sort of thematic to sum up the last segment. Eight oh three oh nine thirty is the number to get on board. Uh, somebody on the text board said that there was an E six Mercury military plane in the area uh, yesterday after the crash. Now, a couple things. First of all, the crash was at eleven forty in the morning, I think, or in that area. Uh, what I saw last night was between 7.15 and 7.30 in Amherst. So I don't know that that would be a correlation. And I don't, I'm not familiar with what an E-6 Mercury military plane can do. I don't know of any planes that can hover not, and not do the things that this thing did. But all that being said, Frank in Lancaster says he has some information for me. Frank, you are on WBEN. Fill me in, buddy. Hi, sir. Uh, I just wanted to say last night, I, I know the wind was blowing towards the southeast, and the significance of that is why the planes stopped flying over your house, is that airplanes land into the wind. Uh, so they would have been coming from the approach over Lancaster for that uh, runway that they're using now while the main runway gets repaired. So that's why they weren't flying over your house last night. They were flying. I counted it here on a place called Flight Track. And there were 50 planes that landed between 1835 hour and 2353 hour yesterday. So there were planes. They're not all passenger planes, cargo planes, small planes, you know, uh, private planes, that kind of thing. Uh, So there were planes that were landing yesterday, and and the wind is why they weren't going over your house. As far as what you saw, who knows what that was. I'm going to go with the less dramatic. It's somebody horsing around with lights, but, um, you know. Other people could differ. Well, I tell you, and no, that that's that's interesting information, Frank. But my my issue, uh, and again, not not disputing anything at all that you're saying, but what I saw were maneuvers that I have never ever seen a plane do. Uh, the fact that 
it it went straight up in the air, hovered some more, and then made an amazingly quick sideways motion, and then and they did did that twice, and then it just took off like a bat out of hell at a ridiculous speed. Uh, I would say in a northeasterly uh, direction. Uh, that's that's what I would believe. Uh, even with a strong headwind, I don't think any headwind is going to stop any plane dead in its track, and it's certainly no, not going to force them to go I up. Saw you know, here in the sky, uh, it was a bright light. And the thing was just hanging there. Uh, it was a bright white light. It was hanging there. I think I saw like a green light that was like sort of part of the same light thing. Uh-huh. And it was just there for like five, ten minutes. I kept looking at it. And then I actually, I forgot about it. I got a phone call or something. I had to leave or I totally forgot that I was staring at this thing and I lost track of it. But I had seen it before uh, several years ago. There were like a couple of these things that were like lights and I don't know. I've heard of people talk, you know, saying that there were these helicopter things or something, you know, that don't make any sound, which actually is kind of a true thing. Because when I lived in Chicago around the time when the buildings fell in 2001, mm-hmm. um, within weeks, within two weeks, I, I knew they were going to invade those other countries. And Bush had already decided to do that because train, Chicago is the train capital of the country. And they were moving all that equipment in the middle of the night. And there were like SUVs that would follow the trains around the intersections. And every once in a while, you'd see a helicopter like at night go flying over. And it did not make as much noise as a regular helicopter, but it was still a helicopter. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what you saw, but, um, you know. Well, it sounds like you at least saw something uh, in the in the past that was maybe a cousin to what I saw last yeah, night. Something like that. Can I ask you another thing? It's a little bit similar, but Go off ahead. topic. Um, I was just wondering what you thought about the coverage regarding what happened at the Rainbow Bridge. Do you think that it went too far in terms of people jumping to all these conclusions? It's going to turn out to be just a terrible, tragic accident. Either the man had a, a medical problem and, you know, caused the pedal to get jammed, or he mixed up the pedals, you know, Toyota style. Like, you know, there were many people that had that happen. Or maybe it's one of these push-button cars, and he didn't know how to hit the button, you know, because we all learned how to drive cars with a key. Uh, it's going to be a terrible tragedy. Do you think maybe – I was wondering what you thought of the coverage. Um, I, I think it was – a lot of overkill. I think they they really went nuts with it. But um. well, I, I think all I can say about the all I can say about the coverage, uh, and again, I'm not going to be accusatory whatsoever. I think that the, the the reason that you know some of the news media, not us, but went possibly a little overboard or were premature, was look at what's been going on for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Hochul has been warning all of us, saying that she has gotten reports of legitimate threats, terrorist threats. So you know what they say about the word assume. I think because of what she had laid out, uh, I think that a lot of the people falsely and incorrectly assumed that it was what it was, uh, where I should say assumed what it wasn't. And it was, it was, like you said, it was just a uh, a tragedy that's going to affect. Uh... That, has, that has happened before in the Buffalo area at the Lewiston Queenston Bridge. There was one of those. I don't know if you remember. There used to be like Baptist churches used to use them all the time. They uh, Dodge made this giant long minivan where like half of the bus was almost hanging over the back wheels, mm-hmm. and they would you know use it to get people back and forth from different functions or to the church. Uh, somebody was driving one of those kind of a vehicles by the Lewiston Queenston. A water bottle rolled underneath the pedal, 
where the brake pedal was, the guy could not stop the vehicle at the Lewiston-Queensland Bridge. It's got to be about 15, 16 years ago. And it smashed into one of those cement things um, in front of one of the, the booths uh, because the guy could not stop the vehicle because the water bottle. This is for everybody who's got a, a mug that they drink out of in their cup holder. Mm-hmm. Uh, get rid of those things because they're nothing but they're, they're no good. That's what happened. Uh, seven people got killed at the Lewiston-Queensland Bridge, I believe in an accident like that all over something that rolled underneath the brake pedal and the guy couldn't stop the vehicle. Yeah, it, it, again, my, my view on it was it was it was a tragedy. Uh, did the news media go, you know, go overboard? You know, I can't say. I, I always like to wait and get all the facts. It's going to be something where it was a push-button vehicle and the guy didn't know how to use it because, you know, it's a Rolls-Royce. So God only knows what kind of special equipment it has on it. It's going to be a mug. It's going to be a heart, uh, you know, a health event. And they may not be ever be able to determine what, what happened because uh, everything got disintegrated. So, you know, they'll never find the water bottle. In that case, in the Lewiston, Queensland, they were actually able to find the mug. And I believe somebody who lived in the van was able to tell them, what they knew that the guy was trying to get the pedal to go down, they put everything together. In this case, there's nothing left, you know, to get any information. So, I know it just seemed like a lot of drama uh, to me. I, it's a terrible tra- traffic incident. And Exa- exactly, drama. exactly, it was. Well, Frank, thanks an awful lot for the call. Uh, okay. Appreciate it. And now we will go to Dave in South Buffalo. Dave, you said you saw something. Yeah, I saw something similar a couple of years ago. Uh, it was, again, late at night. I had gone out to put some recyclables in. And I, and I, oh, when it's a very clear night, I always stop to look at the stars. And, um, and I noticed there was one uh, reddish star when I thought it, that's what I thought at first. Because I thought it was, I thought it might be um, a Mars. But it was a little bigger and a little brighter red than than uh, than Mars usually is, and I just and I stood there and I stared at it, and then all of a sudden it just shot straight away, and it just like instantly, and I never knew what it was. Yeah, that again with what I saw last night, um, it was the, uh, the the way the lights were operating, but you know switching from green to red, green to red, and then flashing alternately. But it was the maneuvers that I saw last night that really blew me away. I mean, I don't. Again, I'm not an aeron, I'm not an aeronautics expert, but uh, I don't know that there's. You know, I don't know. Not that they don't exist, but I don't know firsthand that there's anything that can do what this thing was doing last night, other than the possibility of some high-powered drone. And when I say a drone, not one that's the size of an airplane. I don't believe that would be the case. I think this is, you know, bigger than something that your kid would buy, but it wasn't big enough where I could discern the shape of it from, you know, the, the distance, however high up it was. Right. All I saw was a, like a dot of light, and uh, it didn't move. You know, first I thought it might be uh, the thought, I thought it was Mars, but now I just thought it might be like a lantern. But it didn't drift at all. It was just hovering there. And then, you know, as I watch it, it just shot straight away, straight into the back, and it just like it was like it was almost absorbed into the darkness. Like weird. 
Well, that is very similar. Uh, that experience that you had is very similar uh, to what I saw, and I mentioned this earlier, uh, in uh, October of 1965. It was the same right. same scenario where you saw like these pinhead uh, lights that you could follow that would just dash into the darkness like is right. faster than you could even. And and again, I'm not right. the only one who saw those because there were newspaper articles, uh, you know, for days afterwards of people who reported uh, also seeing it. And it was that was actually uh, that year, 1965 was a really big year for we'll call them UFO sightings all over the country. So that was not something that was strictly related to Western New York. Very, very common all over the country. Well, well the one I saw uh, didn't change colors. I did see a, a couple of years before that um, I saw these uh, these white, you know how Venus looks at, at sun, sunset really bright, like like a diamond shining. You ever see that? Uh, I don't really do much amateur uh, astronomy, okay. but All right. well, it's, that, it's no, it's cool that you do. Like I'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, shame on me, but go ahead. <laughs> no, it's incredibly bright. So, again, I was out late one night, and um, and I saw these um, this one light move, you know, very slowly. At first I thought it was the International Space Station or something, but it was moving too slowly. Uh, and I just kept watching it, and then I saw another one, and then two more, and but I it was but it was a very clear light, so I I, I just assumed that these were uh, they never changed directions, so I assumed that they were just uh, low level satellites. Well, that's it. Well, listen, thank you so much for giving a shout and sharing your experiences with us. I really appreciate it. Always good to hear from other people who see things uh, in the sky. For sure, as I did last night, and I will say again, I I wasn't I wasn't frightened. I thought it was really cool, but I I could I was transfixed. I could not take my eyes off it. I did not want to even run in six feet to grab my phone so that I could film this. But now, in hindsight, it's like, ah, geez, why you know why didn't I do that? Maybe I could have got on one of those UFO shows on, on the History Channel. Dick Bowerly in for Tom Bowerly this afternoon and uh, talking about a myriad of topics. Uh, told you about my, uh, my get-off-the-lawn opinion of uh, why the holidays uh, changed forever in 2020. And we talked about Black Friday. Does, does it no longer have the, the luster that it once had, you know, for all the local survivalists that used to love sitting in lawn chairs? freezing their butts off so they could be the first one on their block to buy a Cabbage Patch doll or a Pet Rock or some other nonsensical thing. Uh, that was never my mantra. Um, as I said before, that people that did that, I really think that it was a, a rite of passage. It was like, I got to do this Black Friday thing. I got to freeze my butt off, stay up all night after eating turkey just so I can say I did it. And I didn't get sick, I guess. That was never really my, my mantra. There was nothing that I ever wanted bad enough that, well, actually, I take that back. There's only one thing in my entire life that I fell prey to wanting to make sure I got one. You'll never guess what it was. You're looking at me, Dan, like I'm absolutely crazy. But I'll tell you what it was, and it was well-deserved. 
It was June of a few years back when the Sgt. Pepper album was finally released on CD. And there was a record store, I don't remember the name of it, but it was over uh, It was over on either Hopkins or Young's. And they were one of the only stores in the area somehow to get the first batch of these Sgt. Pepper CDs. And uh, when the Beatles stuff first came out on CD, you know, they would issue a couple at a time. So finally it got around to the, uh, to the point where they were doing Sgt. Pepper. And I really wanted to get the Sgt. Pepper C- uh, on CD. So uh, myself and my friend Bob Morrow, we, and it was 12 o'clock. They were going to start selling these at 12 o'clock. So we went over there and we got our, uh, we got our Sgt. Pepper CDs. And then what do they do? Years later, they end up remixing or re, uh, reissuing or remastering the entire set of Beatle CDs, I guess, which means that the Beatles set of CDs that I purchased back then are no longer sonically 100% as good as they could be. But I don't know. I, I can't oftentimes uh, tell the difference, although I, I am kind of curious uh, about George Martin's son, who allegedly has remixed the Revolver album. And I have not heard any of these tracks where he was able to actually go in with modern technology and he was able to actually isolate parts that were normally part of other tracks. So in other words, if there was, let's say, a bass guitar and a drum and a guitar on one on one track, normally with old technology, well, that's what you got. You could not separate the instruments. He was able to actually go in and take it down to the level where he could actually grab a hi-hat or a snare drum off of a track that was shared with other instruments. And he did that, and he was able to remix uh, the entire Revolver album. I have not heard any of it. Uh, Hey, why not? If any of you guys have, a lot of you uh, music aficionados, let me know if you heard it, and if you have, what your opinion of it was. Now, I think that kind of technology is actually pretty amazing. Even more amazing is the brief newscast you're going to hear from Max Ferry, and he's going to keep us up to date on what's going on. And then again, you heard Alan Harris. Seems like it's pretty quiet out there, and maybe that's a good thing. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.